More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first Israeli hostages have been returned. Uh, 10 Thai, one Filipino freed. 39 Palestinian convicts have also been released in this uh, ordeal. 13 Israeli women and children taken hostage by Hamas on October the 7th are crossing back into Israel after a transition through Egypt via the Red Cross on Friday evening local time. 10 Thai hostages and one Filipino hostage have also been freed is what we've been told so far. In return, Israel has released 39 Palestinian terror convicts, all women or teenagers. It has also allowed additional fuel trucks and other supplies into Gaza after a four-day pause and fighting took effect earlier on Friday under the terms of the agreement. Now, here's what we also know. Over 200 hostages remain in custody in Gaza. Israel initially withheld the names of the hostages to be released, though names began to trickle out during the transfer. That is what we know. One hostage release was Hannah Kazir. She had been uh, erroneously reported by Palestinian Islamic Jihad to have died in captivity. She was reportedly among the 13 Israeli hostages seen transferred from Gaza to Israel via the Red Cross through Egypt. Now, there's also been an update that's come through recently in the Times of Israel is now reported the names and ages of the female and child hostages released and returned to Israel. Many of them older, Hannah, 77, uh, another 77, Yaffa, 85, another 79, another 72, and then there were some younger ones, a mother and a daughter, 44 and 9 years old, also then another 78-year-old, 54-year-old, and a 9-year-old, all related, and finally a 2-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a mother, 34, also related. Israel's Army Radio narrated the emotional moment when the hostages, including children, boarded a white bus at the Rafah crossing in Egypt to be transferred across the boundary into Israel. They were also escorted by Israeli soldiers as well as health professionals. 
At least 50 Israeli hostages are set to be released over the next four-day pause, is what we've also been told. And a total of 150 Palestinian convicts will be released. Hamas will be allowed to extend the pause in fighting as long as it hands over an additional 10 hostages per day, up to 10 days total. Israel would then release an additional 150 Palestinian prisoners, is what we have been told in this agreement. There are a number of potential complications in the deal. Israel reportedly agreed to stop surveillance of Gaza during the four-day pause, which will allow Hamas to also move hostages without their locations being traced. It would also allow Hamas to rearm in anticipation of more fighting. Meanwhile, some Palestinian civilians who moved south during the fighting are attempting to return to the northern Gaza Strip, which is still very much a war zone. Hezbollah in Lebanon has also stopped firing at Israel, though it is not a party to the agreement with Hamas on the hostages. But as you know, Hezbollah and Hamas, I'm sure, are communicating on a very regular basis and communicating through Iran. Now, the first stop for the hostages will be a military base in Israel, where they will will receive medical examinations and attentions needed. The families of the hostages are waiting there, is what we've been told as are stuffed animals and toys for the children who are going to be released. Soldiers escorting the hostages have been instructed not to answer questions directly about the children's parents because many of the children's parents were killed by Hamas. Few of the hostages are presumed to know the full extent of what happened in the last several weeks. Israel has vowed to continue the fighting to destroy Hamas after the ceasefire, which many Israelis believe can no longer be allowed to exist after the October 7th terror attack. Global pressures, however, is building as the anti-Semitic left are building against Israel, demanding they extend the pause into a permanent ceasefire. And I will tell you tonight, do not take that bait. I will also explain why in just a moment. Now, here's also something else you need to know. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu issued a statement officially welcoming The return of the hostages, noting it remains one of the main goals of the war and said that the Israeli government would continue to pursue all the hostages released. That is the good news. Now, Netanyahu obviously coming out with this statement, welcoming them back is a big news uh, and certainly an exciting moment for many. There are also, as you know, more than 100 hostages that are still in captivity from what we understand. Now, let me explain to you what's going to happen when it comes to the media's aspect of this and how the media is going to handle this so you understand. The media and the left around the world are going to say that this ceasefire should turn into a long-term ceasefire. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say that this should turn into a, a, a complete stop to this war. Do not fall for this propaganda because that's exactly what it is. I want to make that very, very, very clear. That is propaganda. Do not fall for that propaganda. And the reason why I call it propaganda is because they're going to be pushing and claiming that this is somehow Israel. Now, let's also, uh, Israel's fault. Let me also remind you of this. If there is truly a wish for a ceasefire and for this war to end, then watch what Hamas does over the next several days. Do they, in fact, continue the ceasefire by releasing 10 hostages per day? And if they do, that's a good sign. 
I don't believe they'll continue to do that for the long term. Why? Because they have just said and made it clear and they knew it was going to happen in response to this horrific terror attack that happened on the 7th. They knew they were going into a bloody war and they were willing to die and have countless people die around them. They didn't care about the people in Palestine. They didn't care about the women and children who they were putting in harm's way. In fact, they knew that, uh, that there was going to be a significant loss of life, and they can decided to do it anyway. Have they learned their lesson? No, I don't believe they have. Are they trying to have a ceasefire so they can refuel and re-engage and get new weapons and get warriors and fighters back to the front lines? You better believe it. But the real question is, if the Palestinians want this to happen moving forward, if they want there to truly be a ceasefire, then they're the ones that continue to ex- they can continue to extend this ceasefire. I would watch them, but do not take the bait that this is somehow on Israel to fix this problem. Israel has a right to protect and defend itself the same way that we had the right after 9-11 to protect and defend ourselves. The same way that any country that is attacked in such a barbaric way has a right to protect and defend themselves. This shouldn't be up for debate. It sure as hell shouldn't be up for negotiation. It shouldn't be up for anyone else in the world, by the way, to decide what Israel can and cannot do to protect and to defend themselves. Because again, this is all about protecting and defending their right to exist. The Jewish people have been hunted down for decades. And if you go back in history, honestly, longer than that. And they have the right to protect and defend themselves when you have people that are terrorists coming after them. Look at the other issue here. I want you to think about how how disgusting this terrorist organization is. That they have built these tunnels, which now you can see underneath this hospital to bring in and out of that hospital their terrorists and to put their weaponry and to put their munitions and to put their ammo and to put everything that they use and their machine guns in this hospital. They knew they were putting people in harm's way when they did it, and they didn't care. This is what terrorists do. They don't value anyone's life, including their own allies' lives, because they are radical extremists. And this is how radical extremists work. This is how radical extremists act. This is how radical extremists continue to move and act moving forward. It is absolutely disgusting. But what you're going to see now is this, is this real big push for people to turn yet again on Israel with propaganda, saying, well, this ceasefire Israel could have agreed to extend it. They could have turned this into a stop to war. No, there is no way that that should happen. And more importantly, when I say there's no way that should happen, it shouldn't happen until they've taken care of Hamas, period. The same way that we took care of Al-Qaeda and ISIS. The same way that we said we're not stopping until we wipe them off, in essence, the face of the earth. And that is exactly what we should always do. Let me also say this is not, to me, controversial at all. We did this after 9-11. Israel has the right to do it after their 9-11. And the idea that they should somehow sit back or be careful or cautious when dealing with terrorists is absurd. It's anti-Semitic. You never side with the side of evil. It's just that simple. You never 
side with the side of evil. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in. While you're paying a bill, you're going to have anyways. This is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies, switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben or 972-PATRIOT. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let me also remind you of what we've been dealing with in this country. In this country. The amount of anti-Semitism has been truly unbelievable. The amount of pro-Hamas propaganda that has been on social media has been staggering. The amount of pro-Hamas propaganda that has been put out, for example, on TikTok by the Chinese has been staggering. And this is the reason why the president, Joe Biden's approval rating is so low with the handling of the war between Hamas and Israel. And the reason why I say that 
is because young people are influenced by TikTok. More than 70% of young people in this country say that his handling of the war is going terribly. They don't like his handling of the war. And the reason why is because they actually, young people, stand with the Palestinians and stand with Hamas, stand with the terrorists. It's disgusting. Not surprising, but it is disgusting. One other note I I should mention real quick is that in this country, the media is trying to turn people against Israel as well. From the very beginning, they've been trying to do this. Take a listen to this montage of the media standing up for the terrorists over Israel. It's growing backlash to a letter signed by nearly three dozen student groups at Harvard, which solely blamed Israel for the deadly attacks by Hamas. We do not punish or sanction people for expressing such views. The BLM chapters and groups across the country actually celebrating the sickening sight you're seeing there. Their flyer had a paraglider on it. Oh, Raymond, it's getting so bad you can't even hold a moment of silence for the Israeli victims during a school board meeting without pushback. As the old civil rights adage goes, no justice, no peace. Remember that what's happening right now is in a greater context of uh, one of the greatest crimes against humanity, which is an apartheid regime. The Israeli government is what has fueled this. It's Israel that is occupying the Palestinians, not the other way around. And it's basically like living, Alex, in an open-air prison. I think Hamas mainly attacked military establishments, military installations. You can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about that? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Why can't you say yes? These are just some of the people that are out there. There are, These are some of the extreme lefties out there that right now are doing this. This Colorado Democrat and the atrocities of Hamas, what about it? As he described it. What about it, right? Like, who cares? What about it? People that are going to watch your do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? Congressman Wybie, have the Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel. Do you condemn Hamas sin? Tell me I that. I have already said that I condemn the violence that Hamas but Hamas as an organization, a terrorist account. organization, will you condemn them? I don't them? see them as a terrorist organization. Hamas is a political movement that was elected. The justification of the violence is the occupation. Palestinians are leading a freedom movement. Hamas is a movement. And then you fight back for that and you stand for your rights. That does not make you a terrorist. That makes you a defender. And 31 student groups blaming Israel. And your answer to this is they are largely right. You cannot simply look at this particular moment without the larger backdrop of an ugly occupation. A lot of them were very disappointed when the United States moved its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Again, I think that uh, Hamas decided that uh, now uh, to amass these capabilities and to carry out this attack, they need to bring more attention uh, in the region uh, and globally to what they consider to be their, their plight. You may have noticed I didn't mention any of the American hostages. If you want to know why, it's because we don't know anything. Biden had his press conference in which he announced he had no idea when American citizens held hostage in Gaza would be released. And what did he do afterwards? He immediately went shopping. Yes, that is not a joke. Biden did say happy Thanksgiving to all. I hope you've enjoyed it and then shuffled away after he made that part of his speech. What he also said about Hamas is this. Listen carefully. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did 
was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into into Saudi Arabia, Israel, etc., and all the way up to Europe. Not the not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. So the president, to be clear there, is saying that the reason why I must struck when they did was because Joe Biden wanted to build, quote, a railroad all the way through the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way to Europe. I'm just curious, Mr. President, how much of that railway was I supposed to pay for, right? Now, the most important question was the question about the hostages. What did the president say? And when will the first American hostages be released if none were included today? We don't know when that will occur, but we're going to be expected to occur. And uh, we don't know what the list of all the hostages are and when they'll be released, but we know the numbers where they're going to be released. So it's my hope and expectation will be soon. So we know nothing. At least he was honest about that. We don't know. There's your president of the United States of America. Now imagine being an American citizen. Imagine being a family member of an American citizen who is being held hostage. And it's like, well, all right, well, what are the conditions, right? What does the president have to say about the conditions? Does, does our government know a damn thing? And of the 10 Americans that are unaccounted for, do you know all of their conditions? Are they all alive? We don't know all the conditions. We, we don't know anything. Is there anything this president does know? Right? I mean, I mean seriously, I, I'm just curious. What do we know, Mr. President? Well, we know this, apparently. Two American women and one four-year-old child, Abigail, who remains among those missing. We also will not stop until we get these hostages brought home and an answer to their whereabouts. But we don't know when, we don't know where, we don't know who they are, we don't know exactly where they are, we don't know anything, but we'll keep you posted. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. If you want to look what failed leadership looks like, look at this guy. If you want to know why terrorists are acting out right now, look at this guy. If you want to know why I say he's the one to blame, look at this guy. If you are a terrorist and you're watching that press conference, you know that this is an opportunity. That's what this is. It's an opportunity. You can get away with whatever the hell it is you want to get away with right now. Because who's going to stop you? Is there anyone that is going to stop you? Certainly not from this government. Certainly not from this president. They're not going to stop any of it. I think it's very clear that Hamas has decided from the land of the sea, their, their goal is genocide. That's what their goal has been for as long as Israel has been around. And, and there are a group of people, and the Palestinians have decided to put them into power, back them, support them, advocate for them, and, quote, elect them to office. Because they believe that Israel is the devil. They believe that Israel, uh, the Israeli people do not have a right to exist. 
they want to finish the job that they say Hitler started. And believe them when they say this. That's the other part of this that I really don't understand is why people don't believe them. Just believe them. Believe them when they tell you what they're telling you. Believe them when they say this is what they want to do. And they're never, they've also said it their own words. They're never going to stop. Like they're not. They're never going to stop. And believe them when they say that they're never going to stop until Israel is wiped off the face of the earth. This is why Netanyahu has said that he is never going, he, that, he's, that, that he's learned their lesson, right? Like this, this barbaric, horrific attack uh, is such a barbaric and horrific attack that they are never going to, to stop until they finish the job. That's exactly what they should do, okay? Like that, that's, they, they, I, I support them in this. I, I advocate for them in this. They should never stop. Because if they do, they're just going to keep doing it. Go, go back and look at how you have to live in Israel. All right. And, and this is, again, part of this conversation that must be had. If you live in Israel, you have to worry that at any moment of any day that somebody is going to come and try to kill you with these rockets. They have no idea how to aim them because they're not made to be aimed, okay? That's one thing that people need to understand. They, they were never made to, to be aimed anywhere. Okay, that's Israel. Shoot them over there. They don't have, it's just generically, it's like, it's like pointing a rocket in the direction of, of downtown where you live, and if it kills people, you're happy. That's what they do on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. They will never stop this is what they do, and they will continue to do it, and they will always do this. It is straight up disgusting. It's inhumane. It's barbaric. But I go back to the media and, and, and these lefties on the media and what they say. And listen to this, because it's, again, it, it's something that you need to understand. Listen to the media here again. I played part of this earlier. Here's the second half of it. Palestinians are the people who have been protesting nonviolently to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. This is the most extreme fundamentalist right-wing supremacist government in the history of the state of Israel. Israel is notorious for creating propaganda. And did not get raped. No. Netanyahu is basically running his own narrative of what he wants to excuse himself. How does this end? Killing and genociding and holocausting all the Palestinians. The apartheid state of Israel, which has no legitimate reason for existing. I mean, hear me out. We striked first because we wanted our land back. Sure. And this is, that's like that's what people do when they want the thing back you guys are associating that hamas is a terrorist organization it's a resistance and then you're the left cheering for the violence cheering for the killing of civilians mm -hmm. calling for more chanting in the streets there's only one solution that's they're chanting gas the jews there's only one solution, and, and as they chant and they support, whether it's AOC or Rashid Tlaib or any of the Hamas delegation in our own Congress, they're chanting gas the Jews and one solution, and their solution is 
to exterminate every single Jewish person in Israel and wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Believe them when they say from the land to the sea, like believe them. They mean it when they say it. And and we try to act like, oh, no, they don't really mean it. Yes, they do. They mean it. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am in a weird spot with Joe Biden because I think Joe Biden is a guy that is clearly cogn- on massive cognitive decline, but I also don't want the Democrats to replace him because I want to beat him. That's one thing that like people don't understand right now. I do not want them uh, and, and this is just, you know, some people may disagree with me. That's fine. But I, I do not want them to take him out of, of the running because I think he's the easiest one to beat. That's my concern. I want him to be the guy. I want to beat Joe Biden on Election Day. What I don't want to happen is for Joe Biden 
to be taken off the ballot before Election Day. That is my concern. And the reason why that's my concern is I am worried that they will bring in somebody else that might have a better chance of winning against a Republican candidate. I'll give you an example of a scenario. Many of you know I co-host a podcast uh, with Senator Ted Cruz. If you've never listened, grab it. Verdict with Ted Cruz. I also host my own podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Uh, Grab it. I'd love to keep up with you on there. But I've said this on both shows multiple times. My worry is, and it is a, a, a sincere concern, that Democrats will turn on Joe Biden. And we're already watching it happen because they realize that with these poll numbers, they're afraid he's going to not only cost them the White House, but also other races in the House and the Senate. And so what they may do is they may parachute in a candidate. One of the candidates that I am genuinely concerned that they would parachute in would be Michelle Obama. I can see a scenario where they would bring in Michelle Obama at the convention. At the convention, if the president was to drop out, then the delegates would choose and decide who their candidate would be. And what a great scenario for someone like Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama could come in, save the day. She's loved by a lot of people. The media absolutely loves uh, Michelle Obama. I mean, loves Michelle Obama. And they think that Michelle Obama is amazing and she could basically run a two month and a few day campaign through September, October, and then bam, we're at November's election. That is my concern. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends and make sure you write us a five-star review so we can reach more people. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.